Welcome to Conversations with Pastor Russ. Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. Here's Pastor Russ. Hey everybody, so glad to have you with you at Conversations with Russ today. Wow, beautiful day and some great stuff to talk about, but really glad that you're here. Pastor Ruben's with me. Hey everybody, how you doing? We're really glad that you can connect with us. Many ways to connect, 1460 AM. Uh, FM is coming May 3rd. That's true. You'll be able to listen to WIFI at 92.9 FM. Uh, the guys are coming tomorrow to climb the tower. That's right. You're seeing, uh, I'm sure you guys are seeing on social media and everything, a nice little countdown that's happening. Yep. So it's there. Soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. 92.9 FM, May 3rd. Mm-hmm. Also, we're heard around the world at liferadionj.com. All right. YouTube channel. You can get all of the past shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can find a lot of ways to connect with us, but we're glad that you're listening live today. That's so thank sure. you for joining with us. Um, hope you had a great Easter. Man, Easter was great at Fountain, huh? That was really nice. Wow. That was good. It, re- it was just great all the way around. I mean, AJ Ryan was with us to lead mm-hmm. worship. Uh, Pastor Ruben did this spoken word. I sure did. About three minutes of a power-packed sermon. How did you memorize all that? Uh, it took me about five hours. Um, and you wrote it as well. I wrote the whole thing. Powerful um, stuff. I was telling Pastor Matt the other day that when I was trying to memorize it, I accidentally skipped over the whole crucifixion, which is like kind of a big deal, it kind I of dare say. I not miss that. <laughs> and so uh, I made sure I got that down. And so <laughs> we're, we were good. <laughs> it was a powerful moment. And uh, I preached the message and we just had... How, about how many people total by the end of the day actually came to the altar yeah. to make a profession of faith in Christ? There was, I think it was 86 altogether. Yeah, 86. Oh, that's, that, that's powerful. That's yeah. Powerful. I remember calling, that's what it's all about. And I remember calling people forward at the end of the second service. Don't make an emotional decision. Right, right, if right. If you really, really want new life in Christ to come forward and just by, I have never, I mean, I don't think in all of my ministry anywhere seen so many people come Mm-hmm. To an altar in one service. That was cool. We just, it was Christ honoring. Right. It was Christ honoring. We had a great, great um, Palm Sunday service, a great Good Friday service where we did the seven last words, seven last sayings of Jesus. Yeah. It, it was, that was, it was just, it was an awesome time. And then Easter, of course, um, the, the dead coming back to life. Just, just a powerful, powerful Christ honoring weekend. For sure. And by the way, if you don't have a home church, you're listening to us or watching us live on Facebook, uh, Fountain of Life is just a great place to grow in your faith, yeah. grow in community, make some new friends, and we invite you here any Sunday at 9 or 11. Yeah. Now, if you're w- listening to Facebook, go ahead and give them some instructions on how to do all that and yep. share it and yep. what have you. If you uh, if you go right on our Facebook page, you're watching this video, you can see right below you that you'll see uh, like, comment, and share. Go f- uh, Feel free to go ahead and click that share button and just be able to share that with all of your friends. It'll show up in their Facebook feeds as well. Um, and that way, you know, we can continue to, to share about what this whole, um, this whole show is about, which is really trying to struggle with some things in our faith. Um, and we don't have all of the answers, um, but we're just here to be able to, to share some things, some experiences that, that we have had and hopefully, uh, help you continue on the faith journey that, that you're on. So yeah, definitely, um, share that, share this video with, uh, everybody. Yeah, we, we really, we love the show because we get to wrestle with some real 
live questions that Christ followers are are dealing with today. Yeah. And so I think we're ready to jump in, aren't we? We sure are. Okay. Um, Let's go. And, and speaking of uh, some of the questions that we're talking about today, um, there's a very, today is a very important day for me. Um, I can't wait to hear this. It's very important because tonight I'm going to watch Avengers Endgame. Um, and, Did you uh, hear that? That means a lot to me. Um, as somebody who has a deep, deep affinity for uh, Spider-Man specifically. Superhero freak. I'm really excited to see the redemption happen here. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I have no idea what he's even talking it's, about. It's fine. I'll be preparing my Sunday message. So uh, it's much more spiritual. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so that, uh, that provokes this question right here. How does a Christian make faith-based decisions about entertainment choices? Wow. Good question. There you go. I teed it up so nice. <laughs> okay, read the question one more time. The question and the question is how does a Christian make faith-based decisions about entertainment choices? Wow. You know, we have a we have a lot of choices to make. Right. And now I think they're important choices too. Yeah, for sure. Um There's a scripture that says this. It says um, that we should guard our heart. It's good. Okay. Now, and I think that I think that whenever we, whether it's music that we're listening to, to or places we're going, things that we're doing, um, we need to guard our heart. Yeah. Now, back in the day, way before, <laughs> way back, I mean, yeah, I grew up in a Pentecostal faith, Assembly of God. I mean, right. you couldn't do anything. Right. When I was yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. when I was a kid, I mean, uh, you couldn't go to a high school football game. Right. And I For thought sure. it was a horrible sin uh, to go to a carnival. How? Yeah, really. they're fun, to go man. Ride rides and stuff like. That. Yeah, I was so deprived, kid. bro. Yeah. I was so deprived. This is the thing. I didn't come to faith until I was seventeen. My parents didn't really care about any of that stuff. So I hear stories like this. Yeah, he got and to I, do all the fun stuff. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did a lot of fun stuff. I did. I didn't get a bike till I was nine. Oh um, man! So you couldn't go to the carnival. You're still bitter about that, huh? <laughs> I still have issues. Um, couldn't go to the carnival. I remember you couldn't. You, we couldn't go to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaws was the first movie I ever seen. Uh, was that rated R? I snuck in to see it. How yeah. old were you? I don't know how old I was. <laughs> but I just remember I couldn't go to the movies. We couldn't go to the carnival. My 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 uncle was like, you can't even go to a, a football game. It was just it was just it was just way off. Just wow. way yeah, off. Yeah. You know, there was there's nothing wrong with a football game or um <laughs> or a carnival. But um but we have to be we have to be careful in our entertainment choices that right. we don't pollute our mind with a lot of the this world's crap mm-hmm. um and so you know people people say well is it wrong to listen to secular music well i don't think so i listen to secular music you know so is that okay i i think but so listen it's conversations with ross not conversations yeah, with Ruben. <laughs> he's, he, he's totally copping out <laughs> you know but but there's some there's 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 Good love song, secular music, yeah. and there's some really bad, bad junk out there that talks For about sure. gang violence and rape and, yeah. and and abusing women. We have to guard our heart. Yeah. There's some movies. There's some movies. Like yeah. I guess your what's your thing you're going to tonight? Avengers Endgame. I'm sure that's a good movie. It's you know be you may want to avoid Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, that's a good good idea. <laughs> have you seen it? No, never mind. I no, no. The answer is no. I'll but, answer but, it. But, but, but we have to guard. Our, 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 I think if it's 
if the music or the movie even is full of vulgarity right. and taking God's name in vain, yeah, yeah, yeah. full of lustful images that are going to send your mind tripping, mm-hmm. then we have to be careful to avoid. The Bible says to avoid the very appearance of evil, yeah. to guard your heart. So whether it's music or a movie or a place we're going to go, mm-hmm. you know, well, out clubbing or whatever, right. we have to guard our heart. So to, so to come off as... You know, my wonderful parents or the early days of church and say, you can't do this. You can't go here. You can't do that. No, no, no. We don't have rules like that. Right. I think we all have to just be careful that we we guard our heart and we guard, guard our mind. Yeah. Because this is the gate right here. This yeah. mind. This is the gate. Um, the eye gate. Are you with me, bro? Mm-hmm. There's the eye gate. Right. And there's the ear gate. We have to be careful that we don't allow the poison of this world uh, to come in and and pollute our mind. Right. And, and I, think, I think we have to look at it that way. Yeah. And I think that's really good. It's not to say that anything that doesn't perfectly and directly promote the name of Jesus is should all be thrown out. No, of course not. Yeah. I don't think we're saying anything along those lines. What we're saying is um, kind of mirroring what, what scripture says in Philippians 4, 8. Um, when it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true and noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure and lovely and admirable, excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. Um, pay attention to these things. It comes down to guarding your heart, guarding your mind, um, and just making sure that, it, you know, it, not not everything's poison. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? and some things are just amoral, too. Yeah. You know, like Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's not... It's not bad. It's not, but it's not Listen, maybe I'm coming pure out of, and lovely in a good report right. like you just read. It's just I'm coming fun. out of this movie with so many sermon illustrations. You watch out. You're not even ready. <laughs> oh man, he won't be preaching for a long time. <laughs> okay, so I, I think we're. I think we've we've got that. Yeah, you know, a lot a lot of entertainment choices are just amoral and. Um, they're not holy. They're not bad. They're mm-hmm. just fun. And let's go have a good time for sure. But be careful. Be careful what you let in your eye gate mm-hmm. and what you let in your ear gate and be careful where your feet take you um, that we don't allow the pollution of this world to corrupt uh, our minds. Yeah, that's super good. Okay. All right, let's jump into this next one right here. Um, what are appropriate ways for Christians to manage the relationship between politics and faith? Um, oh, man. Yeah. This isn't even a softball question. Nope. Um, we, we gave you the softball. The softball was the entertainment <laughs> okay. thing. Now, now right. we're going for it. Right. Um, we're, we're ramping up for, and, and, and by no means are we a political show whatsoever, but what we're, we're ramping up um, for 2020, there's a new election coming in. Um, there's a lot of things that are happening before, before that. And, and so this is something that I think we as Christians need to pay attention to um, and, and figure out. Um, what what we need to do here, and so the question really becomes: what What are the appropriate ways for Christians to manage the relationship between politics and faith? Yeah, really, really, really good question. Um, we we've got to make sure. Huh, this is not this is not easy because because in the Democratic platform, mm-hmm. and then there's the Republican platform. Um, and you can find fault biblically with both. Yeah, for sure. You can find fault biblically with both. Um, but we've we've gotta we've gotta let the word of God be our guide, not like 
my grandfather was a Democrat. My father was a Democrat. <laughs> right, By right. God, I'm a, you know. Right, um, right. We, we've, we've got to... We've got to let everything rise and fall against the the scriptures. What mm-hmm. do the scriptures say? Right. Um, now, 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 for a long time, Republicans um, beat up or Christians, Christians, mm-hmm. yeah, beat up on the Democratic platform because it's it's pro abortion, yeah, and pro gay rights and pro gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so uh, Christians have been a, a lot of Christians, not all, but a lot of Christians. Um, beat up on the Democratic platform for that. Right. Then there are Christians who are Democrats who fight back against the Republican platform because it comes off as pro-rich yep. and not helping the poor. Yep. Pro-war. Yep. And lacking measures for peace. I'm not, that's not my call. I'm just saying what the perception right. is out there. Uh, Republican Christians hating on the Democratic platform for their issues on gay marriage and abortion rights. Right. And then Christian Democrats hating on the Republican platform. Sure. Because pro-war, if you will, or all for the rich and not for the poor. And Jesus was for the poor and the marginalized. Right. And so there are... And there are there are more to the each platform, mm-hmm. but we have to take a really good look at what the scriptures say, and and I hate to say this, but it comes down to which is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and and so sometimes it makes me want to not want to vote at all. All right. Um, it's, it's like what a, you almost freeze. You know what I mean? It's not it's not for the sake of not doing your civic duty or whatever it is, and it, it's just you. There's. None of it's nice. None of it's pretty. None of it's clear on what the the exact right answer is. And so it it almost makes you freeze and be like, I I just don't know what to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and you can find you can find I'm sure in 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 both platforms where there is uh, things that really don't line up with the scriptures. Uh, but each one, let me say, each one. Uh, we, I believe that we have to open our Bible, and I would, you know what I would do? I would do, I would find what, what each party's platform stands for. Yeah, I would. You want to be an educated voter, not just a. That's good. My father was a Republican, right. and I'm going to be a, a, you know, or a Democrat. Uh, let, let's let's stand on our own two feet, right? And let's take a look at each party's platform, what they stand for. Get your Bible out, and let the Holy Spirit bring conviction. I have my own convictions and I could preach that at you. Right. But um each one, each believer, faith and politics, you better believe that they connect. They connect. But I would challenge everybody who's who's going to vote and everybody should vote unless you're in prison and, <laughs> and too soon, man. Committed, too soon. <laughs> committed a felony. Too um, soon. <laughs> um Look at look at the Democratic platform. Look at the Republican platform. Get your Bible out and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Yeah, and I think it's really important to remember at the end of the day, um, and feel free to chime in uh, on this. Um, I think it's really important to remember at the end of the day that nowhere in human history has the law ever fixed the condition of man's heart. And so I think there's times where we get... I would dare say inappropriately passionate about things. And I think that there's, I think it all comes from a good place. 
like hear, hear me on that. I think it comes from a good place. Um, but at, when I look through scripture, it doesn't ever talk about how the law was going to fix sinful nature. The law it, was ever no, going to no, make us no, um, no. right with the Lord. And I think sometimes we, we assume that certain laws, if we can implement these certain laws, it's going to create um, Christians, which is not yeah. true. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it might create more, something more moralistically, um, maybe, but at the end of the day, I don't really care if you're super moral and still going to hell. I want you to experience Jesus on this side of eternity and the other. And I know that laws aren't going to make that happen. You know, laws can't make it happen. Politicians can't make it happen. Right. And, and, and be careful because often politicians woo the evangelical vote. You throw you throw a scripture in there, and suddenly, oh look, he's a Christian. Like, n- hold on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Politicians woo the evangelical vote, and then, and then you know we follow them like they're you know the, next to the second coming of Christ, right? And then they do nothing uh, to advance the kingdom. Yeah. Um, no politician, no law is going to advance the kingdom. Um, so, but, but, um, we have to be careful. And I think that our faith does matter when it comes to politics. Yeah. And, and I just and I think rather than don't don't go by what CNN tells you or what Fox News says. Look at each platform. Get your Bible out, mm-hmm. and then, in in your own conscience and conviction of the Holy Spirit, cast your vote according to biblical values. And I really like that because. It, I think it's important. Don't go on CNN.com and look up what these people are doing. They all have their own websites that lay out their it's own spin. platform. Yeah. So say, look what they're saying. <laughs> look at what the words that are coming out of their mouth, how they're presenting that stuff, and then lay that to Scripture. Um, so that way it's not... Um, it's not the, they said this to these people, these people then said it to me, and it yeah. becomes a game of yeah. telephone. Yeah, it does. Look it up for yourself and, and find out that this specific person and lay what he's saying or she's saying to Scripture. So, there's that. You mean the politicians? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I all... say forget the politician. Okay. You actually look up what the, what the platform is and... and we're saying the same thing, okay. just different words. All right. <laughs> By the way, thanks for the vitamin C stuff. Yeah, you you were really nursing those things. Yeah, because you know I really was under the weather the other day, and he saved me. He <laughs> saved me. He says put eight ounces of water in yeah. this vitamin C stuff. I felt better right away. I'm telling you that maybe it was the prayer that did it though. Yeah, not this. Probably, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that normally when I take those things, I take it as just a couple of gulps. You've been nursing that thing all day long. <laughs> It's like people think I drink a lot of coffee. I just drink the same cup. It's the cup. same cup just yeah, for six day. hours. So it's <laughs> a whole lot different. Okay. Hey, but the election is coming a year from November. Yeah. And let's let's weigh each candidate and which one lines up closer to biblical values. Yeah. Cast your vote that way. Exactly. Amen. Next question. There we go. Um, this one's, uh, if you thought that one was tough. <laughs> Hit me again. This one's, this one's fun. Um so with, I think especially with, not exclusively young adults, but, you know, young adults and, and people who are unmarried, 
Um, I think sometimes if they are feeling as if they've been waiting for a really long time for uh, that right person to come about, um, they start looking for the opportunity to compromise. And so the, the question is, what would be the impact to one person's life if they married a believer versus a non-believer? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this, this, uh, this is, it's not a hard question. Okay. It's an easy question. Um, Maybe you might not like the answer. But <laughs> what's, here's what the Bible says. I believe it's in um, Hebrews. I don't have chapter and verse. Okay. It says, do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. You know, and, and what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness or what fellowship has light with darkness? So the scripture, scripture is very very clear about this, mm. that if you're a, a believer, doesn't say don't have unbelieving friends because we need to be salt and light. And we talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to marriage, marriage is a covenant, hmm. a covenant relationship. Right. Um, and the Bible says, do not yoke yourself together. And you know what a yoke is, right? Um, a yoke is a, is a big piece of wood that that connects two oxen mm-hmm. together. It, it connects you together uh, for, for the journey. And so the Bible says, don't be yoked, don't be connected, don't be contracted with, don't be covenanted with someone who is a non-believer. Right. And, you know, I, I've heard this so many times. I've been in ministry so long. I've heard people say, well, if I get married to them, then I'm sure I'll win them, win them to Jesus. Interesting. Yeah. Well... I, I think I've seen that once. Okay. More times than not, the unbeliever seems to drag the believer away from Christ. Right. Quicker than the believer brings the unbeliever to Jesus. Yeah. And, and you know, I had this happen in my own family. Oh, okay. S- s- some, s- some years, many years ago, and I had a niece that wanted me to marry her mm-hmm. to an individual who was an atheist. And she grew up in the church. Right, right, right. And I said, I can't do that. You know, I just don't hang my shingle out, <laughs> you know, and for 100 or $200, I'll just marry you. Right. I feel like as a minister, and you as a minister, we have a, we have a part yeah. in that relationship when we unite them, when two become one. Mm-hmm. And by my conscience and the scriptures, conviction of the scriptures, yeah. I cannot marry, unite, Two shall become one flesh, a believer with an unbeliever. And I don't know for sure, but if I was to ask my niece today, <laughs> would you change that? Right. Um, probably. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. But, um, you know, we sometimes, like you just said, get so in a hurry to get married. Yeah. Satisfy the flesh, if you will. Yeah. That we can marry the wrong person. And uh, when it comes to believer with an unbeliever, the Bible is very clear not to go that route. I'll take it one more step further, not just marrying. Sometimes, let's say two people want to get into a business partnership. Hmm. Okay. I would say, even when it comes to business partnership, if if a believer wants to go into partnership with an unbeliever, you're really being yoked together. Yeah. And we only use that verse when it comes to marriage. Yeah. But when it comes to business partnerships, a believer with an unbeliever, I believe that scripture applies there too. Yeah, because what if it comes down to the point where you as a believer really feel this 
urging on your spirit that, you know, the God's trying to say, all right, what I want you to do is I want you to give X percent of your profits away to this organization. And now obviously you have to bring that to your partner and your partner is going to look at you like, wait, what do you mean? That that's less money for your pocket and mine. Why would you do that? And then you now have to kind of go into and try to help them understand some things that they may not have been prepared for, you know? Absolutely. I just met today with a, with an individual goes to our church here who has a miracle ear franchise. Okay. And then he had a partner and they were deciding, you know, where to give a percentage of each sale to charity. Yeah. Now think about it. Now you, if you've got a believer, like you just said, Mm -hmm. and and they want to give to, to some mission or some work. Right. And then the partner goes, oh, I don't want to give any of my money away to any church stuff. It just can cause a big divide. Right, right. So, so I think that scripture has, you know, don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. I think that that transcends marriage. Yeah, that's good. Even into the business world. Yeah, and, and, and I guess in our reality, to answer the question was not hard, but maybe hearing it when you're on the other end of it, um, becomes a little bit more difficult, especially if you if you kind of made up your mind in a certain direction. Um, I, I can tell you this kind of from personal experience. I, I've i said this before a little while ago that, you know, I, I always had uh, an appreciation for marriage and everything. And so um, I remember just constantly wanting to be married. And it came to the point where in my relationship, um, in my walk with Christ, I had to lay that down and say, God, whatever you want to do is more important than the than than my desire to yeah, to yeah. get married. And I just want to honor you with my life, however that may look. When I gave that up, I was able to focus so much more on what God was doing in my life. And I think in that time, that's when God brought my spouse to me. It wasn't it wasn't when I was seeking after the marriage that God brought that. Bam. It was once I was seeking after and had my eyes fixed solely on Jesus that Jesus brought me the amazing blessing that, Amen that to is that. my life. And so, the right one, too. And the right one. Yeah. Good stuff. That's good. We have just a couple more minutes. and so Wow, it's 26 after. I know. We, okay. This one went fast, huh? Yeah. Um, so we had this. this I'll li- tell you what. Yeah, you mar- If a believer marries an unbeliever... You know, the wheels could come off that chariot. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, after you're, again, your flesh is satisfied and whatever, and then you want to go to church and they don't. Hmm. You want to give tithes and they don't. Right. You want to teach your children uh, about the ways of the Lord and go to, to Sunday school and they don't. Right. It, 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 it turns into, I'm not saying it's always a fight, but, but the chances are that there's going to be sharp disagreements at, at many different steps in the journey right. are there. Um, better to take 10 steps back now uh, before you make that decision. Yeah. God will bring you the right person. There you go. He brought me the right person too. Yeah. Amen. 39 years ago. Yeah. We had lunch today and I watched as when, when Pastor Russ over here was getting a little wild, Luann was pulling back the reins. It just Whoa. said, hey, calm down. Calm I'd have went over a lot of cliffs if it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't for her. Woo. Okay. That was good. Three okay. minutes, man. Three minutes. Let's, uh, let's finish this up. Um, so, the question is, how does one get back into some sort of spiritual shape, you know, uh, if you have fallen away from God? I think 
Same way you get back into physical shape <laughs> if you've if you've gotten out of shape. Yeah. Um, it takes some discipline to get back on the treadmill. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, some discipline to go to the gym. There's a scripture in Revelations that says when we get away from God or when we've become lukewarm, to repent and do the first works over again. Okay. Think about this. When a person first comes to faith in Christ, their hearts are burning, they're excited about God, and they never miss church, mm -hmm. and they read their Bible, and they go to prayer meeting, and they share their faith. Right. And, uh, and so, but then if they begin to cool off, or maybe they just flat out got cold, yeah. And totally, you know, backslid, went the way of the world. How do you get back into spiritual shape? Well, we go back and do the same things we did when we first came to Christ. Hmm. Open the Bible again, back to prayer meeting, back to church with some regularity. Yeah. And, and we, we do the same things. It's kind of like this. Okay, like, you remember when you started dating? Yeah. Okay, so when you first start <laughs> dating, what do you do? You hold hands mm -hmm. and you walk arm in arm and you kiss and you hold the door for her right um you do all these nice things you know when you're in love mm -hmm. and then the relationship gets cold right we don't hold hands anymore you know we're sleeping on you know each side of the bed right and we don't say those i love you's anymore and instead of holding the door we just say get in the car <laughs> <laughs> and 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 if a per really and if a person if you've fallen out of love with a spouse what do you do Go back and go out to dinner again. That's good. Sit by candlelight again. Play, play, uh, play uh, some sexy music again. <laughs> I saw the of, internal I'm struggle that you I, had. I, I there. was trying to think of a song, you know, like <laughs> like three times a lady, you there know, you Commodores or right. sexual healing. Oh no, not that one. But um, Barry White too far. Huh? Yeah, Barry White. I was trying to remember Barry White. I mean, that's just, that's as romantic as it gets. <laughs> What I'm saying is, and, and you hold hands again, and you go out on a date night again. When right. a couple drifts away from each other, go back and do the things you did that made you fall in love. Yeah. And when a person falls away from the Lord, go back and do the things that your heart was lit up for when you first came to Christ. And that'll get you back in spiritual shape. That's really good. Not even charging you for that. Not even charging. I'm going to go put on some Barry White now. The whole show's free. Wowza. All right. <laughs> and on that note, it's 430, huh? <laughs> I'm going to go home, light a candle, and put on Barry White. There you go. We didn't shy away. You don't even know what to deal with me. The door opened, and he walked right on through. So, Hey, we're really glad that you joined us here for Conversations with Russ. Thanks, Pastor Ruben. Yeah, for sure. Um, for coming up with the questions and, and all of that. We're really glad that you joined us. Hey, we have a lot of fun with this, but uh, hope that hope that you found a gold nugget somewhere. Yeah. In all of this. and we Even if you just remembered your love for Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that broke its thing. And, uh, but hey, we'd really love to invite you out to the Fountain of Life this Sunday if you don't have a home church. Uh, sure. 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Go to our website, flcnj.org. Yep. And uh, everything that's happening here, you'll be able to, you'll be able to find out uh, uh, through our website. So, hey, we'll see you next week. Any closing comments? No, just really excited. We hope that you guys come with us uh, and hang out with us on Sunday. It's going to be a really good, uh, really good day. Next Thursday, Conversations with Russ. See you then. See you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed Conversations with Pastor Russ, Senior Pastor at the Fountain of Life in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either our 9 or 11 a.m. services. 
For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. Thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station.